like to call a real slob kebab. Yeah, right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Slob Kebab, the Real Housewives and Pop Culture Pod, the, the only Real Housewives and Pop Culture Podcast. I've been on TikTok for way too long, and I discovered a really horrifying trend where heterosexual couples generally of the Caucasian race are pretending to be related for like views like I think because they're like basic ass like couples videos aren't getting any views that they're like oh well when we make comments about like how we're actually related like while we're like making out and stuff more people will like it or or not really like it but like view it comment like usually like ew and like what the fuck are you doing but they they're like doing this for clout and it's so horrifying to see but also more than that like what is the end game here like are people getting like sponsorships from this like there can't be that much money in fucking your brother you know what i mean like what is glossier gonna give you like a package to have you like promote their products like oh my god this highlighter will make it look like your cousin just came all over your face i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i had to like what? No. Why are people doing this? Stop. So I've also been watching the Card. I've been keeping up with the Kardashians. If you haven't, if you don't like them, just keep it moving. I don't give a shit. I love them. They're going to like, I'm going to get arrested in one of their front laws one day because I want to be a part of that family. But I cried six times, no less than six times during the last Kardashians episode. It was the episode where Kim does SNL. And her makeup artist starts to cry. That's when I really started to cry. That's that's a real emotional moment. Oh, and then Kanye like travels across. He flies coach, which obviously for Kanye is it's like the equivalent of traveling the country by horseback. You know, it's it's a big downgrade for him. So it was very very kind of him to fly coach and went back to LA to get the hard drive of Kim's sex tape. But it wasn't even like a, it was like clips of like her and Ray J like at the club and or something like she said it was stupid but just to confirm that like she couldn't be blackmailed with the sex tape anymore and everyone was crying and I was crying and then it came out that Ray J was like that wasn't actually the sex tape it's all bullshit but me thinks that that's a lie and that Ray J is just like a thirsty bitch for headlines um because like I mean how many tapes are it was a hard drive with footage of you and ray j from like 2003 like how many hard drives are there with footage of you guy like whatever even if it wasn't even if it was totally fake i lived for it also if you need another tv recommendation that isn't the kardashians the girl from plainville is so fucking good i've been fascinated by the michelle carter story and it's just so well done it's so inspirational for screenwriting not not don't get inspired to make your boyfriend kill himself. That's really not what the inspiration is. But it's so, like, well told. And, like, the parallels to, like, Glee. Like, this girl was, like, obsessed with Glee and was, like, kind of living out this, like... You know when you're a teenager, like, everything's dramatic? Like, even if somebody died, it would be, like... You would picture yourself in the rain, like, wearing black. Like, everything was just, like... That, like, she, like, becomes, like, upset. Like, she's the girl from Glee. It's good. It's good. Watch it. Okay, so Beverly Hills is coming up. Atlanta's coming up. Finally, good things are on the horizon. Okay, so I've been rewatching Beverly Hills like 9,000 times. I feel like I'm just in the mood for like a cartoon. Like I'm sure I've said this before, but I feel like Beverly Hills is like the Pixar of the franchise. Like it's a lot of bright colors, a lot of shapes, a lot of like 
loud noise it. I don't know. It's just like, it's not, you know, you don't have to think too hard. And it, I can have it on the background. It doesn't distract me. Like no one's getting distracted by the loosey juicy apple goosey season. You know what I mean? But in my rewatching, after having watched like season seven to season 11, which are arguably the worst seasons, but again, I'm not, I'm not really looking for quality. I'm more just looking for like colors. It's like, it's kind of like, like when your favorite show in like the fifties came out in color, it was just like exciting. Like that's how I feel like seven season on is like, okay, this is this century. But so I watched from season seven on and that's when Dorit joined who I surprisingly like liked like I feel like I always kind of thought people just liked her because she could like dress really well and she was like pretty but she is one of the very few like all of them are pieces of shit let's be real I don't like any of them but she's one of the few who actually knows how to like take accountability like you have your like Lisa Rinna's and your Erica Jane's who they they're not taking accountability for shit they haven't taken response they haven't self-reflected for one second in their life and then you have your Kyle's who they'll give you an apology but it'll be the worst apology ever and they'll blame it on like she'll be like I was moving like I was like I was in the Halloween movie it's like okay well you don't have to like tell my kids I hate them because you're in the Halloween you know it's just like never a good justification but then there's Dorit who will genuinely actually think about what she did and be like oh I was only thinking of myself I should have been also thinking about you I will do it differently next time like it's actually very refreshing to see but then this last season the way she talks to Garcelle was just like oh okay I don't like you anymore either because how is she going to give Garcelle so much attitude? Like the things Garcelle did to her, like make little jokes about her talking too much or whatever are like pebbles compared to what the other women have done to her. Like fucking roll the footage of Kyle, like telling her to go fuck herself at like an astrology reading. And then, uh, what Lisa Rinna, like accusing her of like blowing rails in front of her toddlers. And she never took this attitude of like, who the, who do you think you are? Like the way she was just talking to Garcelle was like, Hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I kind of took her down a peg for me. And I hope that there's justice for Garcelle this season. I hope she has a really good season. Also, the Beverly Hills women are getting like way too into like the game of the show. Like they they talk about Real Housewives like it's like Fight Club or something. Like when Dorit was getting mad at Garcelle for simply asking like why they're like browbeating Sutton into coming for Erica every dinner party. She's merely asking, like, who is this helping? What is this doing? What are we accomplishing here? And Dorit's like, well, you've been around here long enough. You know how this works. I'm sorry. Are we in the movie Skulls? Have we joined a cult I didn't know about? Last time I checked, this was a literal television show about rich women in Beverly Hills. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, they take it. They're taking it way too far. I feel like the show is, like, maybe going to their heads a little bit. But I also just want to say that after watching every episode 9,000 times, Lisa Rinna really is the devil. She is the fucking devil in disguise, in multiple disguises, in multiple wigs. That's how the devil gets you. Because it's going to show up in like a Jessica wig and a body glove. And you're going to be like, what? Oh, no. That's my impression of the devil getting you. But she's such a fucking bitch. And what's not, e- it's not even fun to watch her kind of evil. Like if you think of the other franchises, your Kenyas, your, even your Ramonas from time to time, there's a dynamic to their evilness you know it's interesting to watch to a certain degree because they are much smarter than Lisa Rinna let's be fair everyone's smarter than Lisa Rinna my cat is smarter than Lisa Rinna that's why I hate her more because she's evil and dumb as rocks like I want to smack her and Erica Jane's head together like two coconuts I think they are just dumb and dumber but they're evil and eviler and I just fucking hate them 
I just want to be on the record. I think she's evil and stupid, and I hate watching her. And if she were off the show, I would not even care. And that's it. That's all I have to say about Beverly Hills, which hasn't even started yet, and I obviously have a lot of opinions about. Let's get to the OC reunion. I had to catch up on both. I guess I just haven't been tuning in. I totally missed that Heather had two gay kids, so I guess I really haven't been tuning in. But that was such a touching scene. That was so cute and that the her youngest daughter the like 14 year old seems more together than like the whole family like she seemed like really like nice like no offense to the bros but oh they're all kind of fucking weird right even the kids they just like something about them like puts puts me i'm like "Mm -mm." i wouldn't want to be alone with the bros you know in any in any of them in any room but that little gay one was so cute she was like so mature and hearing that people were being mean to her on the internet i will fucking gut them she was so adorable. Also, it looked like children dressed these women for the reunion. Like, what the fuck were they wearing? It was so many bright colors and ruffles. They look like Easter eggs. I also love how the OC reunions are the only ones held in, like, a Hilton Suites next to the airport. Like, where are these locations? Why was the floor mirrored? And then they're like, oh, these are all the big sights to see in OC. And it was like a, a bridge. I was like, Okay. This is like bringing in all the big sights from like Trenton, New Jersey. You know, like we just, let's just stop. Let's just like put, put, put some bouquets of flowers and call it a day. Also, poor Shannon. She was off to a rough start. Everyone was looking like fresh as a daisy getting ready for the reunion. And then I cut to Shannon and she's like, I don't have a dress. I don't have shoes. I'm not really quite sure why she didn't have shoes. I get the dress wasn't made in time, but the shoes should have been ready. And then she's like calling the wrong Rachel. She's like calling a random woman. And this woman's like, I cannot get you shoes. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> so Shannon's wasn't looking, wasn't looking good from her, for her from the begin. And then Heather bringing up her divorce. Like I get it. She was trying to make a point, but like, we don't have to go back to him. Do we? It also is painful because it reminds us of a time when the show was actually good. I also like how Andy opened the reunion by like being like, oh, hey, Gina, your hair doesn't look like a fucking raccoon clawed its way through it like that poor woman cannot escape one bad season of weaves and i really didn't get where all the judgment about noella using secret seeking arrangement came from like she wanted to date a rich guy you think heather's gonna date a broke guy hell no emily you think emily's into shane for his personality and knock the fact that like wasn't he her boss when they met am i mixing that up or wait no because she's smarter than him why is she into shame? That actually makes no sense on any level. And then Emily's interest in Noella's divorce, like, okay, back up. She's like, well, I'm a lawyer. Like, I'm obviously going to look into your assets. What? No. If my friend's a lawyer, I truly don't expect, unless I ask for their legal help, I don't expect them to, like, do background checks on me and shit while I'm going through divorce. And, like, I don't know. What? Like, just because you're an attorney, like, mind your business. Don't you have kids? Mind, get out of mine. Also, Emily being like, well, you just want to be famous and you just want to be on the show and you're just like marrying a man for security. Hmm. Okay. Kettle. Like what? You're marrying a man for security. First of all, I hope to God you're marrying Shane for security because as what I'm looking at, there's no other clear reasons. So you're all married for security as far as I'm concerned. And you all want to be famous. Like what? Emily, you completely changed your personality your second season because everyone thought you were boring. And by change your personality, you just get drunk more. So have a seat. I don't know why I feel so defensive, but Noella, I know she's like kind of off her rocker, but 
Oh, and then when Noella was like, the cool thing is I can finally get married, babe. Babe, let the ink dry. You just got divorced. I'm no expert in relationships. There's a very good chance I'm dying alone. But like, how do people get married like that? Like, I understand falling in love a lot, but getting married, like there's so much paperwork. How do you even like, I couldn't, I wouldn't have the patience. And then her new boyfriend is like building her dildo factory. That's kind of fun. Now that I remember that, maybe she should marry him. He's like, he looks crazy. He's got like a bleached. He kind of looks like, oh, wow. Trying to remember a cast member on Salt Lake City is like trying to remember like the 12th president right now for some reason. I can't. Is it Heather? Who is like the little? No, it's not Heather. The little baby voice on SLC kind of looks like her dad who looked like he was from Veggie Tales, but with bleach hair. Well, I mean, you saw him. He looks like a clown. He looks like a clown. Also, I somehow missed the stack vaginas. I don't know if the gay daughter and the stack vaginas were in the same episode, but I missed that. It is a little red flaggy that Noelle's new boyfriend isn't going to let her stack vaginas again. But it, hey, if that's the life she wants, that's the life she wants. Also, that picture of 2003 Nicole was something else. I completely missed that Nicole left. Like I was reading why it had something to do with either she didn't want to get a COVID vaccine. And so like production, that was difficult with production, but I feel like some of that would have been shown or something. Like, I don't know, but maybe she was just a friend of, I thought she was an actual cast member, but then again, she looks just like the other one, Jen to me. So I, I don't know. It's like the fucking shell game on that show. They all look alike. But, or the, another reason why she didn't come back is her history with Jim Bellino. But it's like, I don't think that was it. Cause she has had that history for quite some time. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I read this on a site that has no credibility, but those are the reasons Nicole gone. Nicole is gone. May she rest. Oh, and then that conversation about Emily being re- reunited with her dad. I'm, we all know I'm heartless. I don't care for the reunite, reuniting stories. I just don't care. Unless it's like a twin you never knew you had, or like a sibling you never knew you had. That's exciting. But if it's just some piece of shit that like hasn't bothered to call you in 900 years, I don't know. Although it does sound like her dad wants to open up the door. So, but I still don't care. It's still not interesting. Oh, Shannon's neck skin removal. Oof, that was, that was a fact. I could have lived without knowing. Oh, and then Jen just throws in, oh my God, that was so, it was such a cringy moment when Andy was like, so I'm assuming Ryan will be living with you. And she was like, well, we'll see. And he was like, you're kidding, right? And she like, wasn't. But it's also like, why would she be kidding about that? They're miserable. Like he shouldn't move with her. That was really awkward. But then at the end, she was like saying that he has this job that he, we just like never see him do. And he never even tells her about because he knows something about like, he knows I'll tell everyone. It's like, well, what is he? Why wouldn't he like what? That may, None of this makes any sense. But his business is apparently Ryan. Hawaii hideaways he just like rents properties to like bougie people whatever but so I went on the website because I'm a psychopath and in the like about section it literally said like I've lived here let me see see if I can bring it up ever since I visited Hawaii as a teenager I knew I would live there the rest of my life when I was offered the opportunity to play basketball blah 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 blah. I moved to the island blah 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 now more than 20 years later I have not left what what more than 20 years later you haven't left oh that's weird because i thought your ass lived in orange county or is this the real housewives of oahu that i'm watching so i thought that was interesting we're also concerned about noella's 
house in Puerto Rico. What about this? Whatever. I hate that guy. And Jen, no one's looking out for her by encouraging that relationship. None of them are her friends. Truly. Like when she's literally like, I'm so much happier with him out of the house. Like things are so much better. And then Emily's like, I really think it's going to work out for you guys. Bitch. What? She just said she's much happier without him anywhere near her. And if Emily thinks your relationship is good, you got to end it right now. All right. Jersey finale totally snuck up on me. Had no idea it was the finale. I thought the flipping of the table was just the beginning. But here we are. Joe gagging himself on that dildo was probably the highlight for me. I love how he did it. Like he could have used anything. He was like, nah, I needed how to use the dildo. So I did it. Like he acted like that was truly his only option. That's amazing. Also, I've never liked Louie. Never liked, never trusted him at all. But him asking Joe for her hand in marriage was so unsettling. Him being like, I don't mean this in a controlling way, but like, I need your sister. Hmm. Okay. So if someone was like asking, you know, my permission or whatever, was just telling me they were going to propose to my sister. And they were like, I love your sister. You know, I need your sister. Like that I might be like, okay, it sounds romantic. Like it probably wouldn't like stand out to me. But if they said, I don't mean this in a controlling way, but I need your sister. I'd be like, oh, okay. Let's back it up. But I was glad that Joe actually asked questions because obviously these allegations are not coming out of thin air and then for him to just like call them thirsty like people over a certain age shouldn't use certain words that is not the that is not how we've all meant thirsty to me thirsty is like posting a lot of photos of your ass on instagram it's not filing abuse charges like thirsty for what and then he has like such empathy for himself, but none for them. He's like, I was just figuring stuff out. So I made mistakes, but then they're psycho bitches. He's an, he's an idiot. He also like speaks in riddles. Like he was saying so much, but nothing at all, which is also how Tristan speaks to Chloe on the Kardashians. Like there was one scene where she was like, you should probably, you know, keep going to therapy. Cause like, I heard you like aren't going. And he's like, yeah, you know, therapy's good and I should go and we should work on ourselves and we should work on each other and working on ourselves is good and trust takes a while to build up, but trust is the foundation of everything and, you know, trust and love and trust. And Chloe's just like, mm-hmm. It's like you know what to say, but you're, but it, it's nothing, like you're saying nothing. You're saying everything and nothing at all. And then Louis starts to cry. That was just uncomfortable to watch. Although it was actually nice to see that genuine tender moment with Teresa where she like teared up talking to Marge about like she was like look I want to ignore these allegations because I don't want this to be fake I want to believe in this I want to like it's been it's taken me so long and it's been so hard to get here don't take this from me you know it was actually a very real moment and of course Marge was like well just say that like you don't have to call me like a whale and stuff you know like let's like the way Teresa handles her emotions is truly like an infant so but it was actually nice to hear her say that because obviously that's why she's getting so defensive it's not because she doesn't think it's true or whatever she just like desperately doesn't want it to be and like it probably is which is a shame and if there's one thing I know about abusive relationships if there's one thing we all know about abusive relationships they don't get better when you get married and like have kids in the mix like this shit is it's gonna get dark and then marge rattling off all the things Teresa's done to her like fat shaming me calling me white trash it ended with throwing a table on me and then Teresa was just like yeah it was mad 
Like she fully sees all of that behavior as like a normal, like I was mad. How, how else would one act when they're mad? Which leads me to believe like the way how rowdy both Joe and Teresa can get. It's like, how rowdy did their parents get growing up? You know what I mean? Like we're Nana and Papa or whoever flipping tape. Like they had to have gotten this behavior from somewhere because they can fucking take it to a 10. And then after Marge like opens up and <laughs> Teresa's just like, ditto. She like has nothing, absolutely nothing to say. In Teresa's world, she's literally never done a thing wrong. It's kind of admirable. And then Louis starts losing his mind out of nowhere. Once again, not a red flag. Everyone's like, oh, that's just Louis. And he's like screaming, like, you don't have to work anymore. Let's go to our 50,000 square foot home and never leave. Like, can she leave? Like, it sounds like a prisoner situation. Like, babe, don't go with him. Also, 50,000 square feet. All of your kids are like going to college like next year. Like, aren't you going to? That sounds haunting being alone in that house. He is a human red flag. He is like fruit punch red in this scene. And then he's like, let's get some ice cream. Like, Teresa's like fucking seven. I actually really related to that. I was once in a relationship that was like super unhealthy. And every time I tried to be like, I'm unhappy. This isn't what I want. Like, I think this is just like wrong. We would like get a milkshake and she would like give me one of her Xanaxes and she would be like, it's going to be okay. Like, you just, this is a healthy relationship and you just like don't know what relationships are, but don't worry, I do. And you're fine. (laughs) I would be like, okay. (laughs) And just enjoy like my milkshake and my Xanax. So I actually relate to being lured in by ice cream and staying with an asshole for longer than you should. Oh my God. And Louis and his fucking blazer with the sequin spine up the back. He looked like a bone in fish, like dipped in glitter. And then we see that they got engaged because we like see their little wrap ups. So horrifying. We see Melissa still forcing her daughter to cheer. And then I forget the rest of them, but Jackie was so annoying at the end of this episode. She was like hammered and like annoying everyone. I forget what she was talking about. She's one of those people who's like so insecure and it all comes out when she drinks. Like she's like, you guys are so pretty and I'm so in it. Like, I don't know. I hate Jackie. I really dislike her and her weird husband. I think he has no personality. She has a bad personality, but he has no personality. And I sometimes wonder which is worse. I think no personality is more of a crime than having a bad one i don't know sound off in the comments (laughs) all right guys that's all i have thank you so much for listening to me ramble on it's always a pledge i hope you guys have a good week i might be back on soon i might not um okay love you bye the surgeon called john and said i've never cut more skin out of a neck in my entire career than i have with shannon